Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. Yes, yes, welcome. That voice you hear over there is my partner in crime, Christopher Glasson, and I'm Stuart Roy Whiffin. I said it very welcoming, your voice there. It was very was warm. It? Yeah. Maybe I should do voiceovers. No, it's a one-off, mate. Okay. Um, uh, I like yes. to think I've just peaked in the <laughs> yeah, first two yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you go monotone. <laughs> if anyone's ever listened to this before, they're like, oh, I like his warm and rich voice. Brilliant. And then that, that's how you keep listeners, Chris. <laughs> and then it's just, <laughs> our drop-off rate's going to be quick. <laughs> anyway, let's pick it up by saying our guest this week is Blood Red Shoes, Stephen Ansel. Sticks man. Sticks on the sticks. And, uh, recorded uh, it at the Hoxton Square Bar and Kitchen. Thanks to those guys for yep. letting us record there. Yep, yep. I mean, this is some podcast, isn't it? It's really, yeah. It's a bit rock and roll, this one, isn't it? I'd say it's up there with Sanchez in regards to levels of rock and roll. It is. However, oh, obviously there is a shed load of really famous names in this podcast yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen I, had to wear steel toe caps because he was name dropping left, right. Man. I would be dropping them names like yeah, bombs yeah. if I had them stories in my back pocket. Because and Some of these stories, like number one, makes me realise that my life's worthless and not worth living anymore because it's so crazy. It's so yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah. What, what your life or his stories? <laughs> Steve, this oh, one right. story. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cracker, this one. And so I'll tell you what, I think we should just get on with the intro and let 76 drop the beat. Drop that beat. It's a drunken soiree in the within. <laughs> Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. There you go. I've just, I've just, yeah, we're we're rolling. So welcome to Hardcore Listing. Um, we are back at the uh, the Hoxton Square Bar. Yes, um, we've been here. We've recorded here loads now. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, the Charlotte Hathley podcast was recorded here, and that's yep. available now. That would have been out by the time this one comes out. Top so. five eighties sci-fi movies. Yep. I listened oh, to that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. That yeah. was a good one. What was yeah. the number one? Um, well, in case people haven't listened okay, to let's it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> let's not. Um, I'm trying to think what it is now myself. Was it the oh, yeah. It's, I'll, I'll, I'll whisper it out. Dunstan checks in. Of course. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, makes yeah, sense. So yeah. yeah. It's buckle, isn't it? I listen back to it, and I, I get a bit carried away on that, Steve. You, like, you, you fucking love sci-fi, reached, don't you? Yeah, so yeah. You, when you see that top five coming, you got... Yeah. Proper semi on about that. Yeah, I think, so. I, I, think I've, <laughs> I think I phoned you straight away. It's like, have you seen it? <laughs> <coughs> well, the voice you just heard um, is today's guest, um, who very nicely has travelled down from Brighton. Um, well, up technically. Tra- up, up, I guess. It is on yeah, the south coast. Up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Good geography skills, though. Well done. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I've just returned from. Um, well, where where I got back from? I got back from Scotland York yesterday. That's no, it's York. So yesterday. you've come down south. But in, in the last <laughs> yeah, seven did you, days, did you come I up went, from there? Did you? I went, <laughs> I went Essex to the Lake District, to the Lake District to Inverness, from Inverness to John O'Groats, from John O'Groats to Orkney. I went to the furthest point, then come back, and then back. What uh, what for? Are you on a run or? <laughs> no, I was on a holiday. I was on a bit of a road trip with a. Um, with my wife and children and um, and we, we wild swim so we like to swim in rivers and locks and ah. so Stuart likes the wild swim that's yeah. pretty cool the kids just so get dragged that, that is the cooler answer than I thought you were going to do actually yeah, yeah. Well so yeah my, my youngest <laughs> wanted to swim in Loch Ness so we went to Loch Ness and, and swam that's really there, cool so actually that's when you want really to do that it was really fucking cold I can tell you that so we went to introduce our guest there and then we just got your life story 
Well, that's yes. because <laughs> straight away, used to just tag team slag me off of my geography skills. <laughs> so I felt like I had to kind of verify oh, that okay. I do know the way around a little oh, bit. Right, but right. yes, you've travelled up from Brighton, um, and today's guest is um, Stephen Amsel from Blood Red Shoes. Hello. You alright? I'm good, yeah. Very well. Good, good, good. We've literally met each other... Zero times. Yes, yeah. until now. Yeah. Um, so we always try and get start recording as quickly as possible, Stephen, because that way you get the sort of like the it's quite genuine. Yeah. So it's quite. I think that's a good call, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because you, we, we we said to you a minute ago, um, we will probably we have this like little briefing with the, the like the, the guests when they get here, where we say like, is there anything you don't want to talk about? And no one's ever said. No, I don't. I think we yet. should just stop asking people because oh. people are always like, what you know do you what? Th- what do you think? What I should have done was thought yeah. of one thing that's really weird that I've <laughs> yeah. completely invented and just said that yeah. would have put a spanner in the whole thing <laughs> just as well. The whole time, you'd be like, <laughs> why can't I ask him about yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't don't ask me about mushrooms. You know, <laughs> why can I not ask this guy about mushrooms? Like, what happens with a mushroom? <laughs> um, yeah, and so we said um, we, we very nearly went down that conversation of what we what you suggested for your other five. Said you're not gone for. Yeah. What you've chosen. Um, can you think of any? You said you, was, you started telling us. We was like, hang on, save it till we start recording. Yeah, what I did was, when we, when we talked about doing this, I spoke to Laura, and then Laura is in the US right now, so she's like, well, I can't do it, so you do it. So you think of something. And I was like, right, because it doesn't have to be the band. It could be anything. Yeah. yeah. So I sat around my friends and was like, right, and they were all like, top five cheeses, or like, <laughs> top five, yeah, movies came up a lot. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah, top five actors in action movies or loads and loads of stuff that came out and I went through all these ones and at the end I was like I am in a band though aren't I and I'm kind of here because I'm in a band (laughs) (laughs) why don't I talk about that yeah yeah and then so and then I went back to Laura and was like I think I should talk about something to the band but what's top five that's actually interesting like and she was like why don't you do the gigs that we remember the most because they're not the best ones yeah Yeah. (laughs) they're the ones where something mental happens yeah that's a great it's a great shout mate. so your top five my top five is our top five most eventful gigs Fantastic. Fantastic. We, we had a we had a comedian um, called Brett Goldstein come on mm-hmm. and and do his most memorable stand-ups. Right. And again, much like yours, mm. it's not. Oh God, I was amazing on this night. And uh, you know, this this joke killed. Yeah, and it uh, was yeah, like yeah. the weirdest. Yeah, oddest, yeah, that's it. Like, Some of the gigs in mm. this are like they they were cool shows, but yeah. it's the things that happen around it yeah. that made okay. it. Okay. Oh, so you must memorable. have that, because you, you guys, you mm. tour and you gig extensively, don't you? You, you play yeah. a lot. Yeah, we played well over a thousand shows. Yeah. And I probably remember only these five. Yeah. So, it's lucky, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, oh. we have, yeah, we've done a lot of mileage. Okay. Well, should we just jump straight Go in? Go on then, let's have, let's have So, uh, have you decided one, yeah. to put these in order or not? Yeah, Steve? just about three seconds ago. <laughs> 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 so, number five is... I think this is about 2006. Right. Uh, and we played a feminist festival in Brighton called Lady Fest Brighton. Yep. Um, which, you know, I was allowed in on the basis of being 50% in the band. But predominantly, it's an arts festival, you know, aimed at supporting women in music yep. and, and other arts. We played the closing night. So it's over a weekend where they just wanted to have a massive piss up at the end from like the organisers and the kind of a bit yeah. more of the like the insiders. We played the closing night in a, in a basement lesbian bar in Brighton where it was only DJs. And the only reason they could get us is because there's only two of us. So sure. they could fit us in this yeah. tiny, you could probably fit 50 people right. tops. But that's so, like everyone, basically. So it was really hard to get into because yeah. it's a bit, you know, there's thousands of people at this thing. Yeah. Um, and it's been going all weekend. I've had all these American bands over and all these people. It's been a really great event. And at the end, we can play. So we set up in this ramshackle stage where our heads are basically touching the ceiling. And it's just like, it's just DJs and then us. And uh, So was we we she mic'd up, the kit, or was it just... <clears throat> the kit was, and they're two yeah. vocal yeah, yeah. mics. And we were already about eight times louder than yeah, the DJs. Say, even, yeah. even your kit would have so been fun. Yeah, it was crazy. It was so loud. Um which I think so is explain, part of what happens. So to explain <laughs> to anyone that, that isn't familiar with Blood Red Shoes, it's two we are piece. a two-piece rock and roll band, and mm. we're not known for being uh, mellow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's loud, raucous rock and roll. Yeah. We both play really loud. Laura likes to put in as many amps as possible and turn <laughs> it up. Um, I always joke that she doesn't really understand. <laughs> There are settings S- on an amp that set- aren't everything up full. But yeah. I don't Spi- think she spinal tap, you let it up. Two she's that bad. <laughs> Just because she's yeah. a woman, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. different. She's yeah, probably no. worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so we set up. So there's DJs, 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 DJs. Everyone's getting smashed. It's like 2 a.m. We come on play, and we are a thousand percent louder than <laughs> anything a DJ's done, even yeah. without anything going on. <laughs> so immediately, everyone's like, whoa. Then we decided, because it's a feminist festival, yeah. we should do a cover. So we sure. learned Walk Like an Egyptian. Okay. <laughs> nice. By okay. the Bangles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right? Good Seemed totally appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> great choice though. Yeah, we were talking about we were talking about top uh, great bands, yeah, yeah, totally yeah, appropriate yeah. for the like yeah, theme yeah, of the yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, dead easy song because it's only two chords. Yeah. So it didn't take so long. Had to try to remember a lot of lyrics. A lot of lyrics in that. Yeah, song. there is um, quite fast delivery. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It was Bit quite hard work. We were stuff. both like shit. So anyway, we started playing it, and. It took a little bit for everyone to figure. Most of our songs at this point, like no one really knew. We were just this really loud thing that had happened and everyone sure. was like, holy shit. We get to do this song. As soon as people start twigging that it's uh, the bangles, yeah. woman just takes her top off. Okay. At the front. Yeah. Someone else takes their top off. Whoa. Then another woman takes her top off. Yeah. And very quickly, we're playing to a room full of topless lesbian <laughs> feminists. <laughs> Did you take your top off? I already had my top off because <laughs> it was so goddamn hot yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Then suddenly the power goes. We haven't even finished the song. So this is in the space of like two minutes tops. Everyone starts, tops being the right word. Yeah. Um, everyone's got topless. Then everything's dead. And everyone's screwing up. What's going What's going Manager runs in, goes ape shit. She's like, you can't actually, I didn't know this, but yeah. you can't be topless in a bar unless the bar has a, a sex yeah, yeah, license yeah, yeah. or like a dancer's license. Mm. Right. Okay. As a woman, yeah, you can't sure. be topless. Yeah. As a man, you can. Well, it's yeah. a feminist festival. So immediately yeah. they're like, well, why can men be yeah. topless and oh, yeah, women yeah, can't? Yeah, yeah. Everything kicks off. A to one of these topless ladies punches the manager, who's also a woman, in the fucking face. Whoa. And then she's like, this has got nothing to do with whether we can get tits. I'll get my tits out too. Pulls her top off. And then they just Sorry, start this scrumming. is the, the manager. Now. This is the manager now, now fighting with one of the people. Bear in mind, this whole thing's small. So it's like an American movie where there's a bar brawl. Everyone's knocking into everyone. We're on the stage like, what is <laughs> going on? We just wanted to play the Literally, bangles. just boobs everywhere. Just boobs <laughs> and fighting, right? Then great eventually... Name, great name for an album. Boobs they get, <laughs> yeah, someone calls the police. Everything gets stopped. The power gets... The, everyone gets thrown out. The police Ste come and the take Sting statements. Take it's mental. It's totally mental. And that, that was the end of the night. That was the closing party. Total disaster because Blood Red Shoes decided to do a Bangles cover. What, did you crazy. find out what the, what, what the connection is between the Bangles and... I think it was that everyone was hammered yeah. and it was the only song they actually knew. Yeah. And they were just excited. Just got, just got caught up in it. You know, just the got, euphoria I mean, of... You, uh, see, like, you, know, you see footage of like, I don't know, like giant rock bands at festivals. Yeah. There's always yeah. someone on someone's shoulders yeah. with their yeah. top up. Yeah. It's just like, a, I'm losing my mind, this is great yeah. kind of gesture. Yeah. yeah. And then it just kind of went It just caught way. on. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. These, these, these things must happen, Stu. <laughs> these things must happen. They do. It's I've a big, big enough I've been DJing for 24 years and I've never, ever got that response to No, you can't. Get no, and we've done what outdoor stages at rock festivals <laughs> where everyone's on each other's yeah. shoulders and no yeah. one's done it. But in I a like tiny basement bar... <laughs> continue just like that now. Just looking <laughs> side to side. <laughs> Maybe because we haven't done that cover again. <laughs> that's yeah, what that's it, it is. That's what, that's what, yeah, it's just the power of that song. Shoot, you just get asked to turn it down, don't you? That was the last request I got. I've been physically assaulted as a DJ at a venue. I mean, I, I mean, I, I say that like it was a, an awful DJing, thing. I was being punched in the stomach repeatedly because I, I, I didn't have a, the name of an obscure Irish band that someone came and asked for. And it was the th uh, like the second time they'd come and asked me. And it was really early. It was like 8, 8 p.m. Oh, sure. And they were like, don't you know any bands? And I was like, I just don't know all bands ever. Yeah. And then they were like, give me a sip of your, give me a sip of your uh, drink. Oh, no, I was like, I was like, oh, that's no, um, nice, cool. <laughs> and um, and then yeah, she just proceeded to start punching me in the stomach. And a friend came over and was watching. And I was I was watching her punch me. And I was looking at her friend. I was like, Do you think you can stop? <laughs> Maybe like intervene. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. No, yeah, it's crazy. It was, it was funny though. But Steve, I tell you what, if that's your number five, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't that's believe I've that. Decided wow. for number five. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a starter. Uh, yeah, maybe I've done it wrong order. No, no, no um, it's amazing. So, you grew up in Brighton, right? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what did you sort of study there and and getting like did the, the whole kind I of? I grew up in a stuff. suburb called Horsham. Yeah. Which is this little small the kind of place where you grow up saying I want to be in a rock and roll band. Everyone goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about like insurance or something? Yeah. Um. So Brighton was the nearest town that you moved to when you want to start rock. So I just did that. Bunch of mates, eighteen, got the hell out of Horsham, moved to Brighton. 
played in a bunch of bands till I ended up meeting Laura. And yeah. then that was the connection that suddenly changed, well, literally you know, changed my life. Did yeah. you know, like, so you come out of some other bands, like the pair of you, and then so did, when you first had a little mess around and a jack, did you, was you like, oh, hold on this, that? Yeah, that, immediately. Was you yeah. aware of, yeah. like, at Laura's band that she was in prior to? Yeah, so she knew my old bands, my old punk bands. I knew her old punk bands. We'd never really chatted or hung out much. But like that little punk scene's very small yeah. on the so south coast, so it's quite easy so to find each other. So yeah. the, the punk scene. So what sort of punk are we sort of talking about? You know, in that. In so we're going back to what early, early to mid two thousand. Early, early, yeah. <clears throat> so what sort of stuff was was on your stereo then? Like a lot of Fugazi nice. and <laughs> Bikini Kill, yeah. and a lot of the kind of American underground bands that were coming over around that time. Like there's one Q and Not You yeah. that we were huge fans of because they they were like punk that you could dance to. Mm. For us, the dancing element was always yeah. important. Mm. Um, yeah, and a lot of the kind of, I mean, it was after the Riot Girl era, but a lot of the bands that came out, like where the gossip started before they became yeah. a pop phenomenon was sure. in that scene, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, so we were all around those. We were the kind of bands that'd get a call to support them when yeah. they came over from America. Um, and so we knew each other from that sort of world. That was that was such an exciting <laughs> scene when that first come mm-hmm. over. Cause yeah, it was. I'm well old, so when you are in, old in the early fuck, 90s when, when that first dropped and, right, like, yeah. and the... And the Melody Maker and the NMA and the NMA like jumped all over it and just yeah. really pushed like but mainly Bikini Kill. Um, yeah. And, and what was the other one? What was the other one? Oh God, I can't think what they were called. Um, Huggy Bear with Huggy Bear, sort of course, Brighton, yeah. Brighton-based equivalent, yeah. I guess. Yeah, Huggy Bear. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, like it was, it was just, it was just brilliant because it was just, and and at the time I think like. Polly Harvey was being sort of shouted around that time as well. Mm-hmm. She come through and and uh, yeah, it was fucking. It was a great time like, for uh, for She's probably one of our bands noisy. like all time joint heroes. PJ Harvey, yeah, yeah, yeah. big inspiration uh, from the very beginning and still. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's pretty special. Did you and Laura know what sort of music you were going to start writing straight away? Was no, we didn't have a clue. No. Also, I played guitar in my last band. And I just got really bored of it. Right. So what happened was Laura found my email off my band's site mm. and was like, we basically, we'd broken up. And we'd put on our, this isn't even MySpace, it's before that. Yeah. Um, Jeez. It was on our like GeoCities yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, we broken up. The first thing that happens is she yeah. emails, to me, that was like the end of my life. I was yeah, like, yeah, I'm heartbroken. My band's yeah. broken up. Yeah. She emails me. Going, why, don't we have a, gone. why don't we have a jam then? <laughs> yeah. So she's thinking I'm going to play guitar. She comes yeah. to Brighton because we've got this rehearsal space. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not a guitar player anymore. I'm going to learn drums. And she's like, have you played drums before? I said, like, no, no, it'll be, it'll be fine. Wow. So we had no idea what we were going to make because I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we just, just figured it out. We just thought we'd just play. But literally immediately. Like we started playing. We wrote... Our first song that was the first thing we released in that first session. But did you? It's uh, just something that's just crazy. That's really good. Yeah, it's like the musical equivalent of Love at First Sight. It just worked. Yeah. We're completely opposite people yeah. in every single way, in our yeah. personalities, in our whole attitudes to most things in life. Yeah. We're really different. Yeah. But musically, there's just something that yeah, connects works. that is undeniable. It's really weird. So before you sort of plugged in and started making any racket together, had you had that kind of right? So yeah, we get a we get a guitarist and we get this, or, or did you just think no, we're gonna? We said we'd have a jam, and obviously we knew we'd come from being into similar kind of music. Yeah. Mm. So you know, there were like there's parameters to yeah, what we're doing. It wasn't just like anything, but we just started playing, and then we yeah, it went really well. We had this at least one song. And we were like, well, this is kind of fun. We should figure out some people to join, you know, we were like, maybe get a keyboard player instead of a guitar player. That'd be kind of interesting. You get mm. a bass player or, you know, just figure it out. And then we just sort of didn't. <laughs> there was no decision. Well, it doesn't feel like a decision to yeah. be a two piece. It feels like yeah. we got together again. We're like, oh, we'll jam some more and then we'll figure that out. We'll jam yeah. some more and figure that out. Yeah. And then, oh, we'll just play this gig and maybe we'll meet some people there yeah. and they'll join them. We'll just figure it out. Oh, we'll just play another gig and then we'll just figure that yeah. out. And, we just f- and then it was like, that we don't one. need it. It's been yeah. 14 years and we haven't done it. <laughs> That's great. You're a whiz on the keyboard, mate. You've 14 years so far, Stephen, but you don't know. Stephen well, that yeah, actually... Could have <laughs> yeah, I'll the next record the, uh, we're going to have a band for. Oh, really? We're going to need to, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but that's another time. Yeah. Okay. Sounds interesting. Should we do a number four? Let's do it. Right, number four is... Munich. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... 
There's a phenomenon that me and Laura refer to as tour psychosis, okay. which is okay. when you've been away for like two or three months. Yeah. You don't get much sleep. You have zero personal space for a yeah. long time, which is weird. You're in a yeah, different yeah. place every day. It's very easy to get disconnected and lose your marbles. So <laughs> there's a point of tour where it kicks in for people at different times. And I guess and you haven't got that thing that a lot of bands have where if there's five or six of you in the band you can yeah. fuck off with another person mm-hmm. and yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. just yeah. it's just you two oh yeah it's yeah. super amplified in our band yeah. there's no other per- <laughs> like every yeah. you get to a point where you're like she's tuning those cornflakes really loud just to piss me off <laughs> yeah. yeah it's deliberately aimed at me and no one else that's why she's doing it you know it's completely mental yeah and you know it is in retrospect but at the time you're convinced it's like yeah. literal insanity and We've got the hang of it now, and we know it happens. And you yeah. just got to start to like, you know, just ride it out a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give each other some space. Yeah, yeah. With a two-piece, sit, sit at the different opposing ends of the tour bus or or whatever. Yeah, just like I'm going for a walk now. <laughs> but yeah, with a two-piece, it is really different. You know, we've both been in bands with more people, and mm. it is that energy's kind of diffused more and spread out. But sure. with two people, it's just like intense is a polite word. Mm. So we get to the show. We've been arguing all day about anything. Literally anything you can pick a fight about. We'd pick a fight about all day. Get to the show in Munich. It's about a 300-size venue. I think this is about 2008 or 2009 uh, on our first album. And it's a place called the Atomic Cafe, right? Which is a pretty cool venue. Mm. It's sold out, 300 people. Pretty cool. cool. We are, till the moment we go on stage, like staring at each other like, I hate you. I want you to die. Why am I here? You know, yeah. all the worst heightened yeah. emotions of all time. You're walking on stage like seething before you've even done anything. So we get on stage. We get about two and a half songs in. And it literally, we're staring at each other. It must have looked quite cool, but we're staring at each yeah, other. Yeah, it would have looked probably I intense. People are like, what's you? Yeah. <laughs> Hitting the drums as hard as I can. Laura's playing something. There's one bit where it was in, what song was it? A song called Say Something, Say Anything, right? I think we played it about third. And Laura misses a guitar thing. She's turned around. She's got her back to me at this point. Mm-hmm. Won't even look at me. She just misses a guitar thing. I was like, well, if you don't want to fucking play it, don't fucking play it then. On the mic. She turns around, looks at me, takes the guitar over her head and throws it straight into my face. <laughs> Some <laughs> idiot German dude at the front goes, why aren't you fucking smiling? And Laura just grabs what? the mic and stares straight into the guy's face and goes, fuck you. and walks off and then I'm like okay I'm bleeding I'm like I'm just gonna sheepishly walk off after that then wow that's one exit fuck and that was it we did I think three I don't know if it's two and a half or three and a half songs you should have fucking launched into walk like an Egyptian just to the <laughs> you don't know. You don't know the. Re- you don't. You don't. You don't know the reaction in Munich. You might. That was. Might have uh, had their trousers off. You're like, whoa. Yeah, you never uh, know. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh wow. That person probably still dines out on that story. Remember that time? Like literally, just screamed. She just switched on me. <laughs> All I said was just smile because that's always that's always a guarantee. They always when, tell when women someone's upset. who's in a bad mood. Yeah. Why don't you just give yeah, us a smile? Us a yeah, smile. that's going to oh, work. Well done, dude. Yeah. I mean, respect. I like the fact that you just had it out then and there on stage, crowd, and you're like, no, that's it. I can't let this. I can't. The great let this thing slide. was eat my guitar. That's all we needed because yeah. within an hour tops, yeah, yeah. we were in a bar laughing our asses yeah. up, yeah. going to the best yeah. of friends again, yeah. like. Oh, but that's, 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 that's a blowout, blowout, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. like, I think I think that's the key to successful, um, you know, friendships is is when you're able to just sort of you know get it out there, yeah, and not and ne- not let things like gestate. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Totally, that's everything I've learned in this band is that we now we embrace that stuff. We try not to get it quite that extreme. Yeah, because there's only we so just many. Get it out because we know yeah. it's like when you argue with your family. It's like yeah. you know they'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and we've we've lasted so long now that we know. Yeah. It's not yeah. going to break out the bands. Yeah. We know yeah. we'll be here tomorrow. So yeah, you just yeah. get it out. Get it done with. Move well, on. Well, if you've had a guitar launched at your head and you was cool with that, then yeah, it, that's Sorry. a test. That's a I test. I think yeah. I'd be more fucking... Wasn't it? With cornflakes. That would... R- <laughs> I, I, I can't stand <laughs> hearing people like that. Things, would, like, the little things, yeah. <laughs> Here's the, the great coda to this story is, so next time we come to Munich, right, 
Apparently not one single person asked for a refund, which we thought was a surprise. Next time we played Munich, we sold out a venue double the size in one day. Yeah, that's morbid fascination. Everyone was like, is. what are they going to do next? Yeah, yeah <laughs> cool. That's like rubbernecking. Well, we played this venue, and afterwards the guys from the Atomic Cafe, the original the one, invited us for an after show, gave us free cocktails, showed us in the in the office. They Apparently there was a newspaper, a local paper to review it. They've got the review up on their wall and they were like, it's one of the coolest things that's ever happened here. They really? Yeah. And every time it's we play, they're like, they're like, come back, have free cocktails <laughs> at the bar. We love you guys. Brilliant. Amazing. They're drink, like proud of it. Literally drink as much as you want. Yes. <laughs> drink Let's as much we as you want. <laughs> we got a guy out there that's got something to say. Oh, no, no. I think Laura said something then yeah, yeah. about you. Oh, that's what? brilliant. No, no, don't worry. <laughs> That's good. Okay. So, should we just steam straight on? Should we do a, do a three? Yeah, let's yeah, go it. on then. Let's, sure let's catch further on. Number three is in summer 2010, Tokyo. Right. Festival called Summer Sonic Festival, which is great. And this is one of the ones that simultaneously... No, no, I was going to say simultaneously good and bad. It's all good. Ah, um, cool. So Tokyo's a good place anyway, right? Yes, yeah, amazing. And we had this blip which lasted for our first two records where Japan was like huge for us, like crazy, like get recognised in the street. Like wow, I always joked, really? it was like being John Lennon for a couple of years. It was no mad. Way. Didn't last and everyone told us it wouldn't last and they were right, yeah. which yeah. is a shame. There was two years, yeah. it, was ma- it was mental. Yeah. We had one of our records went to number three. We were like, what? It was like the same, I think number four was the reissue of Thriller or something. And it was no. like, what? Yeah. Um, Take, taking nothing <coughs> away from, from your, your music. Why, why do you think that, that, that it was embraced so much there? I have no idea. I know, right, people in the music industry tell me stuff, but I don't always think they know what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. They said, firstly, and I think this is true about our band, is the way we sing. One thing our band's always had is we've always had a lot of fans from a lot of different countries and a lot of places where they don't speak the language. And I think there's something in the way we use melodies and sing that even if you don't know what the words are, yeah. you can connect to it. In yeah, the way some people, it's very English sense. and it st- yeah. stays in England. Mm-hmm. Somehow, the way we do it, it translates. Um, but also, according to a lot of people, like our label we had in Japan and everything, we're like, it's just the look. It's like a, a young woman and a young man. One's a brunette, one's a blonde. And it's had quite an excited kind of childlike sound, our yeah. early stuff. Yeah, and yeah. they were like, that works really well in Japan. Yeah, yeah. And actually, once we deviated from that and tried to, we kind of got heavier and a bit darker and a bit broodier. They, they were like, it's not going to work yeah, so well. Yeah, and they were yeah, dead right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Other countries liked it a lot more at that yeah. point, actually. But that's what, what I'm told. Do? I don't yeah. really know. Yeah. Because it, it is very upbeat and dark. You dance yeah. to it. I mean, Especially like Blood Red Shoes, the, the name yeah. of it, where you get that from. Sort of like, what yeah. was it? Um, is it Fred Astaire and that? Correct. Yeah, so um, is that is that what you were thinking when you when you got to that point to name your band? Was you like this is the sort of uh, the music we want to write? We <laughs> no, write. most things we do are not thought about at it, all. It was just like we went through about a thousand cool. names. Laura really wanted to call us the Flesh Eating Mothers, right? Because she really likes <laughs> yeah. gory horror films. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> well, if she wants to do a top five gory horror films, <laughs> she knows where to come. Yeah, she'd yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we went through loads of stuff and we remembered, well, okay, firstly, when we first met, we were both wearing red shoes, which yeah. then since naming the band, we've never done since because that would be really lame. Sure. But we went through all those ideas and one of them, we were like, oh, we're both wearing red shoes. Is there something like that? And then Laura had been reading this book called Hollywood Babylon, mm-hmm. which has all these kind of classical old school Hollywood behind the scenes, like all these great movies. Actually, that person was strung out the whole time. Yeah. All that sort of real like... 40s, 50s, the dirt behind the glamour yeah, kind yeah. of thing. One of them was the story of, I forget which movie, and I should know really because we named our band after <laughs> it. But um, yeah, so basically, Fred Astaire's made Ginger Rogers redo this scene so many times, and one of the camera guys goes, Well, you're wearing the wrong shoes, what are you doing? Because your shoes aren't white. Yeah. And they were red because she bled. Yeah. She'd been redoing the scene so many times. Hell, and we were yeah. like, Blood cool. red shoes. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then in that moment, we stuck with it, not knowing that it'd still be there 14 years later. Yeah. <laughs> Super. And you're happy because sometimes we hear bands and they're sort of like, they say to us, oh, I, don't, I don't want that name now. But that, that's still, that's yeah, no, still, I'm still, still cool. cool. That. Yeah, 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 still got a ring to it. Yeah, yeah I'm happy with yeah, that. Yeah. Great, yeah. Great, greatest very band lucky. ever. What do you reckon? Who are you throwing oh. in now? The, I'm not a massive the, fan. The, 
That's a great name. <laughs> Foo and Fighters. A great band. Uh, I, I'm not a <laughs> massive fan of the band, but I do think the Manic Street Preachers is a good name mm. for a band. Yeah, that's right. Queens of Stone Age. I always totally liked. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Not a huge fan of the band, but yeah. great name. That's a great mm. name, isn't it? Yeah. That mm. is actually a great name. You ne- you've never been a huge fan of Queens of Stone Age, have you? Don't like them. Don't like them. Otherwise, it is quite them. a cool name, though. It is good. Yeah, yeah, I cool like name. it. I think yeah. it's cool. Not yeah. as good as Eagles of Death Metal. No, fucking no, great that is fucking amazing. <laughs> That's just a stupid name. By a fits. Absolutely. It's a cheap band. Absolutely. All right, so we're going back to... So, Tokyo. Tokyo. So oh, let, yes. let me just pull up my notes. Um, right, so here's... Initially, we were like, this is going to be... Deserved. We're playing um, our biggest festival set we've ever had. Right, biggest stage at a really big festival. We've got really good slot because Japan's kicking off and we've become super famous and it's a big deal. Mm. <clears throat> so we're both flying out. We brought both of us have managed to get everyone to pay for all our family. We've got our mums and dads oh, and everyone on getting on the flight. So we're gonna it's like I'm gonna oh. show off. Yeah. Show off yeah. to the parents. Yeah. Everyone's coming at so we get a connecting flight, it's delayed, miss the flight. So right off the bat we're like shit. Uh-oh. Omen. In the end, we get into the festival about an hour before we got to play. We haven't done our sound check. We were supposed to land the night before and have a sound check. It's it's a big six, like fifteen thousand capacity. Like it's actually indoors. We're supposed to have a sound check and check everything. We don't. We're getting that. So you fly there. You're jet lagged. You've got about an hour. You get so straight you from the airport. Didn't even go to the hotel. Went straight to the venue. Right. Get all, obviously most of the equipment you rent. You don't fly over mm. a drum kit and everything. So I get shown. was like, here's your kit. It's a pink sparkly kit and it's the wrong size. So I'm like, right. Not really a pink sparkly guy, <laughs> but you know, we'll handle that. Laura's giving the guitar amps. The guitar amps are wrong. Everything's just out of whack. We it's don't not, know what's going on. It's not loud enough. Probably. Yeah, everything. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So we get every. You don't even get a line check or anything. Well, like we should have. The night before, we yeah. would have had a full sound check yeah, for hours, yeah. but because the flight was delayed, yeah. you can't do anything about that. Yeah. Sound check. You can't get to Japan any faster than the plane. Yeah. So you just you're stuck. Um, you know, in retrospect, we should have flown in two days early. So are not you one. literally? Like, I guess can the stage crew go on and line check before you <coughs> go on quickly, or is it? Oh, you going on totally blind? We much? had yes, no. We had a couple of guys with us. So. Yeah, they throw all the stuff up on the stage. <laughs> all the wrong drum kit. There's pink and sparkly, and very Shit. Japanese, and not very Stephen Ansel. <laughs> and they put all the stuff roughly where it's supposed to be. Check all the mics, and they're like, right, you go on now. And we're like, okay, we're really, really dazed and confused. Yeah. Walk out, and it is wall to wall rammed, and we look at each other like. Shit, oh, we man. are not ready. Oh, we God. start with Boring by the Sea. Yeah. Laura plays the first note and it goes da, 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 mm. da, da, da. the entire room sings the riff back and starts pogoing. Before I've even hit a drum and kicked in, everyone just goes and it was like a dream show. It was and the it time just went, it just, of our yeah. life. We were just like no, wow, no issues really with the kiss and they loved you. Any issues just did they just evaporated because yeah. it didn't matter yeah. because yeah, yeah. the atmosphere like a switch was just, yeah. it was like, I'm a fucking star. It's yeah, happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just that must be fucking surreal. It's brilliant. I mean, like the, the ang- did, did, like, do you, do you get, was you getting any anxiety before that? Are you okay with that sort of stuff? Does it not get on you? I mean, I tend to be the overconfident one. Laura's mm. the one who's worried. Okay. Like I said, we're complete opposites. So I'm usually like, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll bit. just get up and rock out and be fine. And yeah. Laura's like, holy shit, everything's wrong. Mm. But this is one of those occasions I was like, no, you're right. We're gonna bomb, and it's a lot of pressure. And we yeah. brought a family. You know, I'm like, yeah. I want to impress my mum. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah cool. All that. Yeah. So it was, it was amazing. And then this is another great thing. So at this festival backstage, the catering is uh, shared by everybody. And a lot of festivals, all the really big acts have separate stuff, sure. and they're not backstage. I figured out this thing with like they don't have much cheese in Japan. It's not a dairy culture, but. I figured out the only cheese I got. I was figuring out how to make a cheese toasty. <laughs> so I was getting this bread after we played. This is my celebration. I was drinking red wine and making cheese toasties. <laughs> Wedging it all together and shoving it into a toaster to make a cheese toast. <laughs> <laughs> this voice next to me is like, how are you making those grilled cheese? And I was like, who's that? It's Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I met Taylor Swift and I showed her how to make a cheese toasty. <laughs> In a toaster. Amazing. In a toaster In after this show. Then the other great thing was... Also met Slash because uh, he did a sl- like a Slash solo set yeah. and he was amazing. Yeah. And I just went over to him. This is one of Laura's all-time heroes. She's a huge Guns oh, yeah. N' Roses yeah. fan. And I just walked over to him in the backstage and was like, I'm having such a good day. Yeah. We've just had a buzzing set. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah, yeah. is brilliant. Everything is brilliant. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to go and hang out with Slash. Yeah. And he's the nicest guy ever and I hung out with Slash. 
Exactly. Oh, I got man. evils across the room from Laura because she was like, "You're talking to my hero." Yeah. Did she not come over? She didn't. She's too shy. She's too shy for it. She's quite is it, is it too big? It was too big a star. It's too as much. Well. Yeah. Too much. Too close to the yeah. thing you love, right? And then when he left, he knocked on our dressing room door and he was like, "Came in and said goodbye." And Laura was like, I'm never going to forgive you for that. <laughs> that's amazing. That, that's a you, good you, day, you, isn't it? So this is a good day like, in the office. Nothing's going to go wrong. You were just on that roll. You was doubling down. Yeah, it was You're that. Like, I'm going to go and hang out with Slash. I'm going to go and kiss Slash. <laughs> go watch this. This is not going to go just wrong. He knocked on the door. was like, I did not expect that. He must have everyone come up to him all the time. Yeah. He knocked on the door and was like, hey, man. We're shooting off. Good to meet you, bro. Kind of thing. I was like, what that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. What a day. That Did was an eventful show because it went from the like, we're never even going to make it to like, everything worked out and everything yeah. was great. And it was a close, scra close scrape as well. So you had yeah, that like, you had a little, <laughs> bit of, a little bit of panic yeah. at the start. Have you ever had 15,000 fans sing, singing your songs in Serious Problems, Joe? No, never. Uh, have you got what, 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 what gig would be yours to remember? You need to write a one note riff like that and then you go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. very simple. It's a banger. That was the first tune Translate I heard of you, though. First yeah, so, yeah. First song I heard of you, which I get for People some. Love that song. Yeah, oh, it's it's it's. We wicked. don't play it anymore because we got bored of it. But yeah, no doubt, but no doubt. Because yeah. you, you will, it. like people. I think you probably do get a little bit like, oh god, everyone wants that song, but I really don't want to play it now. Really? We we will yeah. at some point. Yeah. In fact, funny enough, here's here's a nice little circle we've come in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That song was about the fact that all that punk scene we were talking about at the start. Yeah. We showed up in that punk scene. And we weren't punk enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is the hilarious thing about punk music is actually yeah. there's a lot of rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that song's yeah. about exactly that. It's yeah. the, we were like, we like that scene, but we want to make something people can dance to. Yeah. yeah we yeah. Were literally were like, I just want people to bounce around. Yeah. I used to and loop that was uncool it. in the punk scene. I used to loop like the bars off that to mix it into other things. I had this yeah, idea yeah. and actually a band that we're seeing later, we've got a Subways later. Oh yeah. And I one of their space. tunes, I used to do the same thing because just, it just worked. It mm -hmm. worked like a dance record. Mm -hmm. Um, it's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, just with it, noisy it really, guitars. It, it did work. It was it was great. Um, sh serious problem, Stuart. What was your most memorable thing on stage or yeah. off stage? So it was a weird one. We I probably mentioned to you before. We, we was managed by Ricky Gervais, and uh, and it it just it just started managing Suede as well, and. Uh, this was kind of pre-TV and stuff like that, and he was um, he was the Ents manager at Yulu. He was like, he used to book was the bands, he? yeah, and uh, <laughs> and he uh, and we we was like kind of a bit Beastie Boys, but but kind of a bit more offensive, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like kind of early like kind of Beasties, <clears throat> like, and and it was a bit kind of in your face, and it was very punk. Um, that but sounds great. But we would yeah, we would try and but it was a weird setup. There was nine of us. There was like a right. The it's like the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> it, it was like the UK or the, the World DMC Scratch Champion was doing scratching, yeah. and there was like it was it was a weird one. The guitarist ended up in a prodigy, and it was a weird mashup of stuff. Um, sounds pretty cool. But uh, oh, it was it was catastrophic. But Ricky really <laughs> liked it, and uh, and he was like, look, we've we've got you this. We need to get you a gig next week because I've got some labels that want to come and see you. And at the time, there was a label, I'm sure it was called Gut Records. And mm -hmm. I think Space was signed to it. And I can't think. Tom Jones, when he done his covers album with Sex Bomb yeah, and right. all of that stuff, yeah. like that come out on Gut Records. Right. So I can't remember. So it was it's a pretty, pretty cool uh, label. Not <laughs> yeah. so much. Uh, but, um, but we didn't know anything about <coughs> record labels. We just wanted to get signed. Yeah, it was, it was like, exciting. You know, uh, mid 90s. And. Uh, and so it, it got, we, we played the standard in Walthamstow because we couldn't find any venues. We had to book it and play it the next week. And so at the time, you had the Camden Falcon and, you know, which become the Barfly and, and all of these venues, Dublin Castle, it was just like, we can't get you in for like another six weeks. So it was like, right, we've got to play the standard in Walthamstow. And uh, so we didn't have to take buses of people up to gigs like you do when you start out and all of that nonsense. But we didn't do anything. And, and he said, there's another four bands. He said, so Mickey was like, leave. When they're locked, turn up to watch you, which is an awful thing to do because mm -hmm. motor, I've mm -hmm. seen the wrong side of it. And, yeah. and in a band, we've all done it. He's like, we'll play to their followers. And and uh, all three bands pulled out within like two <laughs> days of the show. So it was just us and no one else. And what we used to do was wait for someone to have a dig at us in the crowd and say something. And then which was inevitable. <laughs> which was inevitable. And it was like kind of comedy based. Yes, and yeah. we'd let them okay. have it as well. So that's quite crucial to the whole thing. Completely key to it. However, the only people at the show was the two 
guys from the record label <laughs> and Ricky. And, and I was like, Rick, fucking Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What are we going to do? Like, I, can't, I can't have a go at him. He went, I'll just fucking let him have it. And I was like, <coughs> really? He went, yeah. And like, literally finished the first song. I didn't even clap. They just looked at us. And I can't even remember what was wrong with the guy. It would have been the most obviously noticeable defect yeah. about what his shoes <laughs> were or <laughs> anything. Poor defect. And like, yeah, whatever, whatever was Quiffy. Wrong. No, it would have been something as lame as like his shoes or like yeah. his jacket. Mm. And nine of us just ripped into these <laughs> in two poor bastards. That you wanted a contract come to see us with the best of intentions that might have been our only chance of ever getting a record deal. We went about two songs. They were like, fuck this. <laughs> we were just giving them so much shit. So I guess that's kind of punk in some roundabouts yeah, way. Yeah, it is. But yeah, yeah we uh, yeah, we completely... And also, I feel like the right kind of person would have been like, this band's great. I, yeah, I agree. See, I if agree. I was running a label, I'd be like, yeah, I want that. <laughs> These guys give they zero fucks. They do not fucks. give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah they they yes, might, be quite, might be hard to manage. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. It's a shame Ricky didn't have his bank balance he's probably got now then. Uh, <laughs> could have done it himself. He's probably thought back to those days, mate, with that bank balance and been like, nah, <laughs> fuck that. I think you made a good decision. <laughs> All right, so uh, number, which one's next, Dave? Are, are we on two? We're in number two, yeah. which is New York. Nice. Okay. Same year, 2010. That's a glamorous oh, life you've led, mate. On a roll. Or is it, t- it might be 2011 or 12, actually. I'm not sure about that. I didn't look it up. <laughs> um, so we went out to play CMJ, which is a music industry conference type, sort of South by Southwest thing. Showcase My Dem, that sort of thing. Maybe. Mm. I've never been to that, but mm. it's a New York style South by Southwest. They use everything they can as a venue. You play loads of times. It's all labels and publicists, and it's supposed to be good, good for business in inverted sure. commas. Backslap. And all that, which we've never really, well, you'll find out why we've never done it since, but okay. we definitely had never really done it at that point. We've always just been like, look, we play to people. I want to play to people. I don't really care too much about trying to please the people in between me and the audience. I'd rather just play to yeah, other humans. Sure. And if those people want to come with us, they can. If they don't, fuck them. Yeah. This one time, we were over. We were going to do a whole tour, and we got some funding to do like a showcase thing. So managers are like, it'd be really useful. We could try and set you up with some American labels, which we didn't have at that point. Yeah. All the rest of it. So we played uh, Le Poisson Rouge, which oh. is a venue in Manhattan. And basically, it was pretty cool, actually. Um, it was like, yeah, downtown New York, decent venue, decent sound system. Everything was going pretty cool. We sound checked. They had all like, it was sponsored by uh, Sennheiser. So they had all like super expensive, brand new, top of the range, everything. And we just got like in-ear monitors, which are a risk, but if you use them right, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Because suddenly you can hear everything really clearly and really well, but what you can't hear is any natural sound on yeah. the stage. So right, okay. you hit your drum and it basically sounds like it's underneath a pillow, unless yeah. you've got it mixed right yeah. in your ears. Right, okay. 
So, <laughs> we do all the sound here, everything. They've got this great guy, these good digital mixing desk. They've done all the sound. Everything's really good. Our manager's excited. He's like, yeah. it's quite a lot of the labels coming and the people I wanted to come are coming to this. So I'm like, well. this is great. Cool. Yeah. Maybe this wasn't, you know, we're a bit uncomfortable about doing it. Maybe it's great. And we come on, the super expensive, amazing new digital mixing desk crashes in oh. our first song. So, pretty much, do you remember what, uh, do you remember what modems used to sound like? Oh, yeah. God. Do you remember yeah. what, when you used to load uh, like a computer game from a cassette? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got that really loud in our ears. And then because they're molded, so we got these in-ears, um, they're molded to your ears. So sure. they're essentially like really high-end earplugs blocking out all sound unless someone's feeding it to you. So we could hear nothing. No idea what each other was doing. And you're still playing through it. We're trying to play, looking at each other. Laura's taking cues off when I hit the snare. I guess that's where the beat is. Desperately thinking, we know this is an important thing and there's people here and, you know, like, shit. We kept fighting through thinking he's going to fix it, he's going to fix it. Nothing got fixed. And then we did, similar to the Munich thing, eventually we just looked at it and we were like, fuck this. <laughs> we were getting more and more angry. We tried one last song, third song, always an unlucky three. I, I lost it first before Laura this time. I was like... Fuck this. I picked up my hi-hats and I threw them into the audience. And then I started throwing all my kit and kicking it and throwing it into the face of your absolutely <laughs> fully lost. I was so angry. I couldn't cope. Yeah. Laura kicked all over ramps, smashed the guitar on the floor, and we walked off. And we went backstage. <laughs> and we're like, I'm not touching any of that shit. I don't care. It's all rental anyway. I'm yeah. not doing anything. We're going to a bar. So we got in a taxi and went to a bar, which is now closed, called the Mars Bar. You ever heard of that? No. It's a legendary old school New York punk bar. Right. Absolute dive. Like the, there was no more of a dive yeah. than the Super cheap Sticky, sticky floors. So everything. cheap. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, yeah. You'd leave and go to dine around the corner to use the toilet because you yeah. just would get every disease yeah. you could. Wipe your feet on the way out. We got there. So this is like only like six o'clock. We got there and did what I like to call power drinking. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> we get a call a bit later. And it turns out our tour manager, he's picked up all the stuff and his laptop got stolen oh. from the dressing room. He then came outside and got embroiled in a fight with a tramp who tried to stab him. So the whole thing was this disaster. Meantime, we got so drunk, we then had a fight. Laura got a taxi back to the hotel. I you and Laura had a fight with each other. We had a fight because we just yeah. were drunk and pissed yes. off still and couldn't yeah. get past it. I woke up on the ground somewhere in Manhattan at some point, unable, <laughs> unable to move, but awake, right? <laughs> Just like my muscles right, at work. Sort of it, eventually, call it, some kind person picked me up and took me to a diner and got me some coffee till I could get back. And the next day, we wrote a song, which is on our third record, called Je M'appare, which is about getting lost, not knowing where you are, not being able to speak or move yeah. properly in New York. <laughs> and if we hadn't had that experience, we wouldn't have written that song. No. But that is one of the most disastrous things. We did not get a record deal. We did not get a really cool hotshot radio guy who was going to get us all over college radio. Oh, <laughs> and our manager man. actually walked out when I started throwing shit around, just walked out and didn't talk to us about a week. He had his laptop, Nick. You're lucky, probably, because you're in the he States. Got no one it, and then got embroiled in a near stabbing yeah, with yeah, a tramp yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah. That's a dark Everything night, about it, it yeah. was horrific. Rough, rough gig. Rough so you gig. literally woke up and couldn't move. I woke up. I had. I was. I was somewhere near the bar, so I'd obviously been kicked out, or like it had been closing time, and then I just had blacked out. Yeah. And then I just woke up. The chorus to that song is, "What the fuck am I doing here, lying on the floor?" <laughs> it's quite a direct song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what he says on the team. That's it. It's about that night. We were just like so bummed out by everything. We just got absolutely smashed. Ate nothing. Ended up fighting each other because that's what you do when you're pissed off. Laura left. I don't know what I did. But I woke up yeah. and I couldn't move. Fucking <laughs> hell. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that so is. that's your third record. And that's the last. So, yeah, so that must have been just before we recorded mm. our third album. Mm. So that would have been 2011, I reckon. So that's, well, we've you know never, what, ever done a music industry conference since no. then. But it was still some good um, material, I guess, to, 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 to use. That's to, it. Turn it into something positive that's somehow. It. Find a positive in the negative. Yeah. Those ones, you've got you to take those moments yeah. and use them to your advantage I guess oh fuck me so would you play it because if you had those Sennheiser earphones in you was probably already on to the next song Laura's still still playing oh, yeah, the we, second honestly, song honestly I can't describe it it was like I'd gone into like another dimension and I didn't know what was you know space and time didn't exist anymore and it was just this <laughs> odd yeah so oh weird, no. man. I was just like, what is that? We're looking at each other like, what? It's, have you got that too? Like, what? Is that? We're trying to be impressive here and it's... 
technology's all right. I, I, sw- I remember when I switched the tractor instead of using vinyl, cause right. I went, and I was like, oh, you know what? I don't have to cart records around. Yeah, blah, it's blah, really blah, easy, blah. right? And then, and then you have then you have a fucking computer malfunction in front of a few hundred people, and it's not a nice That's theory. the thing. My whole it's DJ not. set. It's on, on a USB. Yeah. There you I go. Take Nuts. a bag of my CD. Yeah, you have to. It's back up. Always, yeah, because yeah, I just yeah. don't trust it. Yeah, mate, it's it's rough. You get prickly hot sweat. You got like 200, 300 people staring at you. You're like, okay, th- right. <laughs> Not so much fun, right? All it takes is that one. Oh, I've got to turn it off and on. And yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> done. Exactly. That's one thing we've never used backing trackers, man, ever. Mm. And well, apart from the fact that. I think it's a bit of a lame move anyway, but oh also no. one of the things is that whatever happens, we can play. It's a guitar yeah, and a yeah. drum kit. You'll yeah, be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, if the amp goes down, I'll just play some stuff on the drums for a while to yeah. get another one. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're going to always be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know? you know where you are. You can feel it, you can touch yeah. it, you can it's feel physical. it, you can hear it. It's completely yeah. physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, look, before we get on to number one, like, What's happening at the moment? Obviously, you said there's something happening which you didn't want to say too much about, and that was another. We finished the new record. It's okay. done, um, and it's in the pipeline. We've got a single comes out in two weeks, actually, because okay. we go to the state. I fly out on Friday. Laura's already there, and we've got a US tour for about five weeks. Amazing. Amazing. So we've got a single coming out for that. Because after all that disaster that happened later on, <laughs> we figured it out. We did get an American record deal and, and a manager. Yeah. And, is, is and we pulled it together. Is that on your uh, touring thing? It's Rose? not, no. We're doing a different <laughs> venue. Um, <laughs> shit Girlfriend? Shit Girlfriend is Laura's side project, yep. of which there are a few. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she doesn't mess about. That's her and one of her friends just doing like a kind of punk, fun time She's, I think their rule is it's only real life stories. All their songs are real life stories or when they just met some dickhead guy tried to pick mm. them up in a bar or something. That's so cool. they're like, he's an idiot. That's right, I sang about him in two minutes. Yeah, yeah there's, en- there's probably endless material on that. Yeah, and their finished. whole thing is like, after we, obviously we've been doing this band a really long time and you get to a point where you're very conscious of what you do. You try and evolve, you try different things mm-hmm. and you, yeah, you have to push yourself to get out of your comfort zone. It becomes a different beast after time. And I think what Laura wanted to do with her mate was think about nothing and it just be fun. Yeah. From the minute, from the get-go, like, this yeah. is a fun time, let's just do this and There's just no go on impulse. And yeah. yeah. And it's like a really good counterpoint. Because um, we've just been making stuff now. We're going to have to take uh, two people on the road with this to play it. Because we got to right. the point where we were like, we could do another record as a duo, but we're not as excited about it. Sure. And it's a bit of a lie if you're not excited to put it out. Yeah, be of course. Like, Hey guys, we don't really like it that much. Yeah, but you want to come do. out and go, come out and go this. I'm so excited about yeah. this. And how to excite ourselves was we're going to try a load of layers. We're going to try a synth all over everything. We're going to mm. try drum machines. We're going to try putting bass and stuff. We're just going to forget about how we do it live, make a really cool record that's just different, and then work out the other stuff yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which that we're going to work like out. That's the way you've always done stuff anyway. Do you know what I mean? You got to please. You do have to please yourself to start with, yeah. or it's just not going to work. You got to yeah. go off that that artistic impulse. Some of shaky what you foundations, do. Yeah. otherwise. Yeah, it's the only way. So yeah, we've got a uh, we've got a new single comes out. Two weeks. Wicked. I think. Wicked. Two weeks. One week. No, so next week. Friday what's next what's week. The name of it because it's called God Complex. God Complex. What you've got, Stu? Yeah. Does happen. Um, okay, so should we hit the top Let's spot, it. mate? Let's do All right. It. Top one is when we played similar thing. It was a really big festival that we got. It's the opening night of Rock on Seine, which is uh, in Paris. And the opening night of the festival, they only ever have three bands. So we were really lucky to get chosen as one of them. It was Rage Against the Machine, nice. headlining. That is in the crazy. middle, it was uh, Lost Profits. Let's just leave that where it <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we opened. And it's 35,000 people. There's no other bands, so everybody's there. So you play outdoors to 35,000 people. That's bananas. In Paris. Man. I bet you was kind of <laughs> buzzing. And like I said, we've got no backing tracks, just yeah. the guitar, the drum kit, and two confident. vocals. <laughs> Surely you must have just thought, fucking hell, this is uh, a bit of they walking out to It that. was just one of those where I was like, if I die, I've just done that. Yeah. It was... The cool, we did get a sound chat for that and we did show up on time and everything was fine. And we came out and everyone was like, no, no, everyone will be here. And we were like, really? Can you sound check up until about an hour before you play? Yeah. And then they open the doors and you go backstage, yeah. which I'll come to because that's part of the story. Uh, we come back out and literally there's 35,000 people staring at you. And we were like, come on then, let's do it. 
well, we were in a good kind of place at that point. Yeah. We'd had quite a run of good festivals. We were getting on really well. We were quite confident. In we came out. Yeah. We smashed it. And we never played to that many people. And we were like, wow, we can actually do that. We can come out with no tricks, no light show, no extra people, nothing. Yeah. Two people, really simple rock and roll songs, really yeah. simple instruments. And we can get 35,000 people in a field to go nuts. It was one of the coolest days of my life. Awesome. Another one that we did where we brought out some family. Laura brought her family out. We come backstage after. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine take all this stuff with them on tour. Ping pong tables being one of them. They're really into ping pong. We come on stage, come back. Laura's dad skipped the last bit of our set because he's playing Tom Morello <laughs> <laughs> at ping pong backstage. Oh, right? shit. Laura's Brilliant. family are Irish. So you've got this like, he's the kind of guy that makes up stories all the time. Yeah. He's like an Irish raconteur. <laughs> So he's probably spent his life since then in bars going, oh, I played ping pong against Tom Morello once. Except that one is completely true. True, yeah, everyone's like, he yeah, lost. the other one. Yeah. But, so we do that, and we've been invited the next day to something we didn't really know what it was, but it's a demolition party. And we're like, okay, mm -hmm. while you're in Paris, our French label comes through this thing. So like, stay an extra day, because we're going to take you to this demolition party tomorrow. What it is, okay. there's a hotel in Paris... They're smashing it down because the designer's going to rebuild it. And part of the kind of publicity of it being redone by a designer called Philip Starkey, who had never. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Heard of. It turns out it's quite a big deal. Is they get loads of people in, smash it up, and then six months later it's relaunched, and that's part of the, the little narrative they build out of it. So we're like, all right, cool, that sounds fun. We've just played well, possibly the greatest gig we'll ever play in our lives. Let's sure, go to a party in Paris. Yeah, mm. for sure. Cool. So we go to this thing. It's off the hook. We're like out of completely out. Johnny Depp's there. Keith Richards is there. Everyone's there. It's mental. We show up like two little kids like, are we, are we allowed? And our label guy leads us in. You literally, so the gossip were playing in one room. Black Lips were playing in a room. There's all these people that I didn't know who they were, but Laura's like, she's like on the front cover of every Vogue ever. Just like oh. all of them. There's like a huge throng of people outside trying to get in. They can't get in. And we sort of saunter through like we're superstars thinking like, is this a joke? Like, are we allowed? And uh, so we go in. Everyone's smashing up this hotel. It's a beautiful, really old school hotel. Um, it's got like a, so it's in a square. So there's a courtyard in the middle and then it goes about eight stories high. Everyone, they're pulling down chandeliers. People are graffitiing, smashing, throwing stuff out. That courtyard in the middle, there's TVs coming through windows down the middle. There's all these bits and we're walking around, finding all these where we're like, right, well, we need to find a room yeah. that we can smash up. And we got there quite late. Yeah. Everything is totaled. I mean, people are graffitiing. There's bands with this art performance stuff. Was it's just chaos. Have to, you have to sign anything to say that you, you might get hurt in there. Well, I'll come to that. <laughs> no, we didn't, right. but it, it got out of hand. Um, so we're going around and we were like, well, there's nowhere we can fight. There's one little section with a, with a bouncer. This is hilarious. The bouncer is there at the demolition party to stop people going to smash that bit up because that's Keith Richards' bit. Ah, so and they want to film Keith Richards yeah, totaling a bit of it. He's shot like this thing. Yeah, he's and we were room. not having that. There was free champagne everywhere. At this point, we were like, basically like two little adolescents <laughs> yeah. out of our depth going, come on then. See <laughs> how far we can push it. So we waited till the bouncer wasn't paying much attention. And we bust into the bit that is Keith Richards that had been preserved for him to smash up. Literally kicked the door down, got in and started totaling this room <laughs> through a TV out fucking window for real for no, the first time ever. The bouncer comes to try and get us. He comes in and he's like, what's going on? But in French, Laura's idea, right? 
is that we escape the bouncer by getting out the bathroom window. We're about seven floors up, swearing my life. We got out the window and did like in a movie when they walk along a ledge, a ledge to the yeah. next room. Most dangerous thing I've probably yeah. ever done in my life. That we get out, walk along the ledge into the next room, get back in and leg it and go back downstairs. So we totaled Keith Richards' Ninja'd. specially preserved hotel room and then nearly died and then ran downstairs and went and watched the gossip play somewhere. High-fived each other and was just like... Yeah. Because you might have died... Did you at any point you was pinching yourself thinking, maybe we died about a day ago just before we did that at 30... The whole then. sort of 48 hours just felt like pretend. That yes. still does. When I think about it, I'm like... Isn't it weird I took no pictures of that? Why yeah. didn't I take any pictures? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't but what year was who this? else was there to verify this? Like, what year was that? So that would be, yeah, sort of 2009. Yeah, I guess it's not that as like now. Insane, it was it? the whole thing was just non-stop mental, start to finish. And we get back from that and we're like, is this real? You know, is that real? Did we just play to all those people? Did we just go into it? We never met Johnny Depp, which we were both trying to do really desperately. Mm. Um, we were like, did that really happen? We played to all these people. Then we went to this thing. Anyway, the party as well got so out of hand. People started torching stuff and they had to evacuate the whole building. So all the footage, this is the other thing. So they were supposed <laughs> to film it to use it yeah. for this stuff. It was lost. It was ruined. Well, so it is like a dream. damage, yeah. The whole thing. Shit. They just had to get everyone out. And there's all these guys in tuxedos trying to take souvenirs because they thought it was a thing. So there's like, it spills out onto the street. There's this wasted Frenchman in like a tux dragging half a chandelier. Trying to head a taxi, and <laughs> like, trying to be like, I've got a piece of it to take with me. Like, that sounds like something out of like a disaster movie. It sounds like it's every mental. house party in Basildon I've ever been yeah, to. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just like on the like, smallest scale. Yeah. Like, sort of, I don't even know what era it is. The hundred-year-old Parisian hotel that's got totaled. A demolition party. Yeah, apparently there is some fragment of like some footage. Uh, Laura found it once, but I mean we're not in it, but. You could probably that that it, yeah. to prove it happened, and we didn't just yeah, you didn't just dream it. <laughs> that's a didn't just spend a week in a mushrooms inventing it. Steve, well, that's definitely a number one, mate. That's the number one. When, when you started number five, day, it's the coolest thing I've ever done in my yeah. life. Yeah, definitely. Went and played Range Against the Machine. Watched yeah. Laura's dad lose to Tom Morello at ping yeah. pong, yeah. and then went out to this telly out of a window. Standard. Actually, did it. Actually, did it. There's a lot of boxes ticked there, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, the ledge thing I think, because bear in mind, Laura. Right, is I'm usually the cocky like that'll be fine. Usually ends up backfiring guy in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Laura's a lot more cautious than me. Sure, she's the one in that environment who was like, "We'll just get out there and go along the ledge." But wow. it's like yeah. that is fantastic. yeah, fantastic. Steve, that's that's been a great top five. Yeah, mate. thanks, man. That's it's gonna take. It's definitely better than movies or cheeses, right? Definitely. Yeah. I do like cheese a lot. I'm just going to throw that out there. Same, but, yeah. But um, I mean, your number five was just. Mate, I am, well. I am playing walk like, walk <laughs> like the Egyptian at the club on, <laughs> on Friday night, and I'm going to see what response it gets. Oh, that's it's a great amazing. song. So, um, people wanting to um, find out all about the gigs, the single, the album, where's the best place to go and find out? The mate? usual stuff website, which is the name. Or Instagram, Facebook, yep. you know, it's pretty easy to find. Easy to Luckily, okay. with our name, no one else has got anything resembling that name at all. So Wicked. as soon as you Google it, it's easy to find us. Well, we'll um, we'll tag you in this when this comes out anyway. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, do. Listeners, let, let Steve know what your, your thoughts are. And yeah. if you've got any... Uh, have you had any crazy... Have you got anything that can... <laughs> probably fucking not. <laughs> well, tell, us, tell us what your favourite one was out of Stephen's anyway. Yeah, that's the best yeah. way to deal with that one. Like yeah, I say, you had to uh, play about a thousand shows to get to five that are that extreme. <laughs> Oh, but there's you, so you many just regular ones but yeah. it's like we've done so many there's going to be some started texting Laura while she's in she's in California right now she was like what about that one I was like, oh my god I haven't even remembered that one yeah <laughs> you've seemed to have some solid there's like there, another mate. 10 off cuts which are pretty good as well <laughs> wicked wicked Steve thank Cheers, you ever mate. so much for coming down for much this appreciate really, thanks for really, having me really, really sorry good. Laura's in the wrong country or we could have done it together that's all no good problem it's all good mate. she no wants to come and talk about brain dead for five <laughs> for an hour then we'll do that Cool. Uh, yeah, Steve. Nice pleasure, one. mate. Cheers. Lovely. Thank you. There you have it. That was Harkolistian episode blah, 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 blah. And now you know that you're never going to have as wild a time, <laughs> you know, until you do. I suggest you that. all sit there now and have a long, hard look at your sad lives. Sad lives. Um, because he's lived his life, hasn't he? Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing when you're listening to that? Having a rustler? 
Yeah, exactly. I've never had a rustler. Have you had a rustler? I quite like them. <laughs> I've never actually had a rustler. I used to have one when I was a kid, and then my mum had one in the freezer the other week. <laughs> and I was like, mum, you're not supposed to freeze these. So yeah. obviously, that was my excuse for getting it out and yeah. immediately eating it. Delicious. Out of 10. Seriously. At what? At for like a microwave snack or snacks across the board? A lunch. A light lunch, a home light lunch. It, it, it scores poorly as a lunch <laughs> across the board. Right, you've rolled in at 2am, uh, you're steaming. What's it mark it's, out of 10? You're getting a, a, close to an 8 or 9. <laughs> if you've got 2, it's definitely a 9. <laughs> anyway, that was with Blood Red Shoes. Folks, we'll catch you next week. See it's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.